Angel fans, the Halo's upper management couldn't agree to terms to bring Clint Hurdle on as a bench coach with Ron Washington. So is this another sign that the Halos will continue their penny-pinching ways? Let's talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to get back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hey, happy Friday to you, and thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team Every day, you've got the First Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, it's our second uh, offseason here at Locked On Angels, and feels like we had a lot more to talk about last offseason right. because they're, right. the Angels actually made some uh, impactful moves. I know the Angels have made moves, but nothing that is going to make you go, oh, here we go, ready right. for 2024. Right. Uh, but hopefully those moves are on the way and of course, you guys know that we're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday until right before spring training. We'll be here for you with some short form content in between the full regular episodes of Locked On Angels. On today's show, Mike, what kind of commitments do you think that Perry Manassian and Artie Marino made to Ron Washington while they were interviewing him? And why has Perry been so quiet so far this offseason? Kind of what I was alluding to earlier uh, some interesting topics to get to today, but first up, uh, it seems like Clint Hurdle will not be the bench coach, and it seems like the hurdle, so to speak, was <laughs> money, right, Mike? That was good. I love that. Yeah, let, let's talk about the, the coaching staff for a moment. Wash has put together a really great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely needed a reset because the coaches last year were just not good, and the, the year before, were just not good. They weren't helpful, right? They just didn't do the job that we thought that they could do. And in particular, just pitching and hitting coach. I mean, right, right. We've we've said many times on this show that Marcus Timms had an approach at the plate. Yeah. And while that approach did pay off, the Angels attacked early in the count, and they were successful in that. They didn't adjust. They didn't yeah. adjust their game plan depending on the situation, and I think that really hurt them at the end of the day. Right. So uh, just to refresh your memory of the coaches, EY, Eric Young, is going to be the third base coach. Mm -hmm. Bo Porter is going to be the first base coach. He has a good connection with Anthony Rendon. And so I think, and Angel fans think that maybe perhaps that was an intentional hire to perhaps maybe reconcile that situation, (laughs) reset that situation, right? Jerry Naren is going to be the catching coach for the major leagues. Ryan Goings, infield coach, Johnny Washington, the hitting coach. And we're super excited about Barry Enright, especially after his interview with Sam Blum. He's going to be the pitching coach. One spot remained and Wash was looking to hire Clint Hurdle. And if Mm -hmm. you remember Hurdle, pretty successful guy with the Colorado Rockies from 02 to 09. He led them to the 2007 world series. That was a surprise, surprise year. Yeah. And then we got that report, this weird report that Clint Hurdle and the Halos could not come to terms on an agreement. And essentially what has come out is that the Angels 
would not meet his contract demands. And so Mm -hmm. there was a lot of tweeting and a lot of information. And I saw one tweet from Victor Rojas who Mm -hmm. said that Hurdle would have been the 17th highest paid bench coach in baseball if they came to terms. Not the Mm -hmm. first or the second or the the 17th highest bench bench coach. And so, Johnny, the Angels, sounds like they just didn't want to pay for Clint Hurdle. What, what's your mm-hmm. initial reaction to that? Well, I, you have a guy with the reputation of Clint Hurdle who, you know, has has had some success, like you mentioned, with the Rockies. He also was manager of the Pirates. And to have him come in and be a bench coach, first of all, for a manager to take a role that's not another manager position, I think you have to honor them well and you have to pay them well. And he's somebody, Mike, that we were excited about because he is a good mix of feel and analytics. And it seems like this team is really leaning into the feel and seems to have a good idea of how to handle making adjustments throughout the season, whether that's pitching or hitting. And it seems like Clint Hurdle would have fit right into this coaching staff, especially on the recommendation of Ron Washington and the fact that the Angels uh, – didn't want to pay. It seems like something they could have done and probably should have done. Uh, it it does seem silly to me that that was the hang up here. But again, you've got to honor a guy who has been an MLB manager for two different clubs in his career and brings a lot of experience to the table. Uh, and and I I brought this up the other day, and I know that some people were kind of tweeting back and saying, "Well, it's just a bench coach. It's just." Clint Hurdle, like, what's the difference? And you know what? You might be right. There might be no difference whatsoever, but it's the principle of the thing, Mike. It's the principle of the fact that here we are yet again with another area in which the Angels don't want to spend any money. And, you know, we got the report yesterday that, you know, Otani's camp came back to the Angels and they weren't able to match what, the Dodgers ended up giving Otani and, and that's fine. Maybe you don't want to pay that much money for one singular player who's going to be a DH next season. And that's fine. But again, I think it goes back to the principle of the angels just seem to find ways to not spend money where it counts. And for as many guys as they've added to this coaching staff and you know, a lot of these guys had to say yes. So the money must be, good enough. I just don't understand why, why is this the one hangup and the one area yeah. you won't make an adjustment toward? Why, why would Bo Porter say yes? And why would EY senior say yes? And, and, and Clint Hurdle doesn't get a, a yes and an approval from yeah. angels management. It, 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 it goes back to, it's the principle of the thing. It's you're willing to make this many improvements. You're willing to go this far, but sure. you won't go far enough or further than you've been in the past, right? Right. And and you've brought this up on this show uh, a couple of times, Johnny, but Otani brought in revenue all by himself, right? He sure. brought in 20 to $30 million in just ad revenue for the Angels. Mm-hmm. And we were, were wondering, like, where is that money? And so yeah. I did a bit of a deep dive uh, stats for 2023 are still unavailable, but there are some stats for 2022 with the Halos. So mm-hmm. here's some numbers, and it will tell you that the Angels, they can afford this. 
Mm. They can make this move, right? The Angels made a total of $371 million in revenue in 2022, $119 from ticket sales alone. With player costs, staff, marketing, all of that, the Halos were a positive $36 million in profit in 2022. So let me give you a comparison. The Yankees... Uh, they made 657 about that in 2022, and they made a profit of just $16 million. Wow. And so the wow. Angels doubled that almost. Like, I they, mean, they made less and profited more. Wow. Yeah. And so the Angels made twice that. And, yeah. and the Yankees are making moves, <laughs> and the Angels are not. But specifically with the bench, the Angels have the resources, at least from what 2022 says, and I would anticipate that 2023 was probably a whole lot better because it felt like mm-hmm. the stadium was more full and Otani was having a really banger year, and especially when uh, we were getting into the to the end and they made some trades that right. drew some attention, all of that, right? And so the concern that I'm feeling, John, is that this is just another example of the Angels, as you mentioned, pinching every penny. Hmm. And I know it's... I know it's a bench coach. However, <laughs> this could overflow to other areas of the team, right? And we're going to talk 100%. later on. We're going to talk later on why things have been so quiet. Do you think that a piece of why things have been so quiet is because there is a tug of war over resource right now? I just don't quite understand. You know, if if they're willing to, you know, give Otani as much money as they might have been willing to, whether that's 500 or even 600 like you had to know there was an expectation that Otani was going to get a half a billion dollars or even 600 million dollars yeah of course he ended up with 700 over so many years with the Dodgers you have to know that that was going to be a factor right and you also probably knew whether or not you wanted to spend that money and if you're not going to spend that money then you should be putting that towards other players and and many locked on every dayers and fans have said like yeah we didn't spend the money on Otani but now we can get four five six different players out sure. of that money and I agree with that yeah now we're just waiting to see like okay where's the moves where's the where's the response here and it also concerns me Mike because for as much money as they brought in with Otani is their money going toward the minor leagues is yeah. their money going toward uh, housing is their money going toward uh, renovations at the stadium? Is their money going towards the dang roster at the end of the day? And Or are is everybody just pocketing this money and profiting off of it? I just, I can't see where this makes any sense when you, when you have that amount of money and profit coming in and you haven't reinvested it, whether, whether it is the roster or not, or at least other areas where fans and media and people have been calling out the angels for years in terms of of minor league uh, adaptations and making things better for them, right. or even just the resources they have in terms of you know machinery and technology and all that stuff. Where does it go? Where does it go? Because yeah. we haven't heard anything about it. You'd think that if they did something nice for the minor leagues, that Perry and those guys would be the first ones to tell you that they did something nice because <laughs> sure. that's how that's how they operate. Again, I I just it, it's so bizarre to me that we're sitting here waiting and maybe it's just the way the market's played out. Maybe they waited until maybe everybody's waiting until Otani made his decision for that domino to fall, but it's been domino has been fallen uh, for a week now. So can we, can we pick up the pace here? Because it seems like the Dodgers are the only ones making moves. They just traded 
for Glass now and Margot right. yesterday. So uh, where are the moves? Where's the money? Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. And here's the thing that is really concerning for me as an Angel fan is that whenever you find yourself in a really bad position, you shouldn't question how you got there because you made decisions to get there. Mm-hmm. And and typically it's a it can be a slow trickle, uh, a slow pivot into those things, right? Well, it's been about 10 years of a slow pivot into mediocrity. It's been about 10 years slow pivot into, hey, let's get the sparkly jewel and then have the rest of the team be pathetic, right? Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, that is going to speed up and it's going to catch up to Artie Moreno and John Carpino, unless they do something about it. And I, the, the tension is, do they even want to do anything about it? And I think that that's really the biggest frustration. Why people say, hey, Artie's got to sell the team if this team is going to do anything, right? Yeah. And anything that of, of benefit or of success has to come maybe when Artie does sell the team. Could, could he change his ways? Well, we hope so. But at this point, it doesn't look like it according to what we're seeing with Clint Hurdle. And it doesn't look like it according to what we're seeing so far in the winter meetings and in the offseason. I know it's easy to pile on the Angels. I understand that. And I know the media has done plenty of that. But sure. for you and I and Angel fans who watch this team closely every single day and want them to succeed, this whole Clint Hurdle thing is just yet another reason why we roll our eyes and we shrug our shoulders and say, well, here we go again, like with yeah. the Angels. Yeah. And Mike, you you mentioned them, you know, 10 years of 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 mediocrity. Like, it has caught up with them. That's mm-hmm. why they're in the position that they're in now. That's why they're, most people said they had no chance of bringing back Shohei Otani. And again, yeah. whether, whether you think they should be able to spend that money or not is a different opinion than could they bring back Shohei Otani. Sure. And I think they put themselves in a position to where they, no, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. And and it makes sense why they couldn't do it, but it's also the the consequences of their own actions. And I think this Clint Hurdle discussion is, but a symptom of a bigger problem with the angels. Hey, uh, we, we want to make you, uh, we want to thank you for making lockdown angels. Your first listen of the day. We're just getting started here on lockdown angels and coming up. We've been talking about spending money and speaking of spending money, Halos haven't spent all that much this off season. So we'll discuss why that might be a concern or might not be a concern for 2024. We'll get into all of that coming right up. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. You can get involved with FanDuel and the NFL season in a really intentional way by using FanDuel. And right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the best time to do that. Use the app. It's very, very easy to use. Wide range of betting options, over-unders, player props, spreads, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you can get involved in the NFL season. FanDuel is the official betting partner of the NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And of course, we want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, don't forget that Locked On has started the first ever 24-7 national sports Streaming channel over on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is where you can find it. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top stories in sports. And, of course, you get the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each 
and every league. So go on over to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, we didn't get Clint Hurdle, but we did get Ron Washington as our new manager, and you and I are stoked about that. I know he's taken over a team that hasn't had much success in the, well, hasn't had any success in the last (laughs) 10 years. And now John Otani is gone. Mm -hmm. And with Otani gone, where do you think Ron Washington's head is at? Do you think Mm. he came in believing that Otani was going to come back? Maybe a better question would be what sort of promises or commitments do you think that Perry made that already made during the interview process. Yeah, I don't know about speaking to what Perry and Artie committed or or promised Ron during this interview process. I think there's a number of factors here, Mike. Number one, Ron Washington wanted to manage again. And I think that, above all, is his number one priority. And I believe he's going to come here and do a great job. Now, whether or not Perry and Artie are going to give him the resources to succeed as a manager in terms of wins and losses and results, well, that remains to be seen, and it definitely remains to be seen right now, considering the Angels have only added some, you know, kind of fringe bullpen arms, and yeah. that's about all they've done. And you've got to have those guys. Don't get me wrong. You've got to have those guys on your roster because guys are going to need rest, you're going to get hurt, things like that. So the, the the additions that they've made so far are a necessary part of any roster, but we're still waiting for the splash. We're still waiting for, gosh, give me, give me Matt Moore again in the bullpen. Like right. give me something I can get excited about because that at the very least is like worth it to me. So I, I am concerned about what sort of resources Wash is going to have. On the other hand, I can't imagine they're going to bring in all this coaching staff and then sit on their hands and not do anything here. Yeah. Mike. And, 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 and I will say this, whether or not Otani was here or not, Ron Washington in every press conference, uh, especially that first one where he got introduced, he spoke about the guys who were guaranteed to be here in 2024. And in particular, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and talking about having those guys step up Mm-hmm. and be leaders. Mm-hmm. Then you see Barry Enright look at the rotation that we have and go, yeah, you know what? I, I could see what was going on with Reed Detmers here. I could see why Tyler Anderson struggled so much last year. And so to me, I think the coaching staff kind of came in with the expectation of, I don't know what's going to happen with the Angels. I don't know who they're going to add, but I do know the pieces that they will have in 2024. And we can kind of sink our teeth into into that and make something out of those guys. So again, who knows what Perry and Artie said to Ron during the process, but I think that Ron probably, he's a smart guy yeah. and he's got a lot of wisdom and experience. He probably just said, you know what? Despite what happens with this team in the off season, I see guys that I can work with and do something with in 2024. It's great to have him as the manager. And I was thinking about like the expectations that we have for Wash as he comes yeah. in and what he could do. And so uh, let me give you just a, a bite size of what happened when he took over the Rangers. He mm. took over in mm-hmm. 07 and the previous team was 80 and 82. So very angel like, and he took over a team that had some stars to share. was there. Michael Young, Ian Kinsler, Nelson Cruz, Sammy Sosa. He was an older version of Sammy Sosa, but was Sammy Sosa there. That's 38 hilarious. years old when he was there. Remember Dang. when he got kind of let go from the Cubs and then found himself 
with the Rangers later on. They finished 75 and 87 that year. What were you going to say? That feels like an angel move. Get somebody like that at 38 years old. (laughs) It does, right? Absolutely. So they finished 75 and 87 that first year uh, when when Wash took over. Now, the following year, uh, Teixeira was gone and Chris Mm -hmm. Davis replaced him. And then Josh Hamilton got a full-time position with the the Rangers in the outfield and they changed their entire outfield. They went with young players like Milton Bradley and David Mercy Murphy, and they finished 79 and 83 mm. John, the third year. Oh nine was the first year that they saw success. They finished 87 and 75. They were second in the AL West. And Behind, so uh, uh, who's that? Who is that who angel team? That? Right. Yeah. And that was a great year too. We yeah, should have won the world series that year. Uh, and so what changed? Well, they got Kevin Millwood. They got a front of the line starting rotation guy. And then what I loved about that team is they gave their young pitchers and their young players a chance. So hang mm-hmm. on to that for just a second. Mm-hmm. And then 2010, that was the game changing year. Went to the world series, finished first in the AOS with 90 wins. More roster changes were similar to the changes from the year prior. A lot of young guys given the chance, taught how to be good infielders and outfielders, how to hit. And then there was like a a spackle, a sprinkle of some veterans on that roster. So as we look at what happened with the Rangers, do you see maybe a similar pattern happening with the Halos and Wash getting maybe the best return on some of those young guys? I think he's going to get a really great return out of the young guys, especially with the coaching staff that they have. And they've just got to trust that there's something there with these young guys. I know you and I even said it the other day, like this, this could be a 68 to 74 win team next year. But I I think you just gotta, you gotta roll with those punches sometimes and, and let that happen. And so that these guys can grow and learn from the experiences. Like you said, experience without evaluation isn't very helpful. And so I think if this coaching staff can get a lot out of these guys and evaluate them well, I think it's going to be a really good thing. Mike, he's only on a two year deal. And the, and the thing you just described to me was over the course of four or five years, Oh seven to 2010. And that's great. Like that's, that's a good trajectory, but at the same time, I really hope that they give Ron Washington and company the chance to get something out of these young guys. And, Perhaps there will be an extension there for Wash, and maybe he'll retire, you know, as the manager of the Angels in more than just two years. Maybe they'll give him more years, and maybe he'll want to do it for more than just two years. But he's the guy I would trust in this in this dire moment in Angels fandom. I think that we can put a lot of faith and trust into Ron Washington to really help this Angel team take it to the next level. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Logic's Credit Union. The best lineup in the Los Angeles area right now is the lineup of auto loans with Logic. They start at the top of the lineup with one of my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. And I don't know if you noticed the rates, but they are dropping. And so Logic's going to hook you up. Next up, they've got a new and exciting rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. And then rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With Logic, you can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car a whole lot faster. I know you get a lot of hot takes here on Locked on Angels. I think this is our hottest take because no one can beat the lineup at Logix. You can visit your local Logix branch 
in the LA area and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Mike, throughout this whole ordeal, throughout this offseason, and we've had these very small bullpen signings, and then there's the stuff with Otani and yada, yada, yada. We haven't heard very much from Perry Manassian. GMPM has been very quiet. Now, we've talked money here on today's show. We've talked about Ron Washington. And the last piece to discuss here is Perry Manassian. Mike, why do you think Perry has been quiet so far this offseason? This is something that a few people, a few of our Lockdown Everydayers have asked us on YouTube and on Twitter. Like, yeah. Where's Perry been and why has he been so quiet so far? I think let's talk first of just talking with the media. I think Perry hasn't been somebody we, – we've seen him not be somebody that jumps in front of the media often, and mm-hmm. the Angels haven't jumped in front of the media far far that often. So right. um, I, I think I think for Perry first, every time he would jump in front of a camera before Otani signed, that would be the question he would get. Mm-hmm. And I think he was trying to honor – I would assume he's trying to honor the, the the privacy of Otani and that whole process. But two, you know he's going to get a lot of big-time questions about is he going to go after guys like Yamamoto and Blake Snell and some of those other guys. And Perry has been the king of kind of bobbing and weaving when it comes to some of those conversations. Political I mean, speech, yeah. Absolutely, great politician. And so I think that that's part of the reason why we haven't heard much from him, at least vocally, in front of the media. Yeah. John, I think when it comes to making some moves – I do think that the Otani decision needed to be made. And I think the Yamamoto decision is like the second piece. And mm. once those two boxes are checked and probably going to be checked with the Dodgers, right? Then I think that you'll see some other movement happening this offseason. We, mm. we were kind of spoiled last year because, as you mentioned, the Angels were the first ones to make moves. They made a trade for Hunter Renfro and then Gio Urshela. And they, they just they got the pieces that they needed immediately. They signed Tyler Anderson, I think, was the very first move that they made. It was. And I think it was the first move of the offseason. Like it the was. first like major move. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it caught our attention. And the Angels haven't been as active like that in the offseason until last season. And so I think a part of what we're feeling as Angel fans is the movement was quick last yeah. year and it hasn't been so quick. I do think that a lot of it has to do with Otani and Yamamoto, but also if you look at this free agent class and quite honestly, if you look at next year's free agent class, it's not very sexy. <laughs> it's not very great, <laughs> right? Like th- there's, there's some good players out there, but they're not like, Oh man, that's the guy. You got to go get that guy right outside of Otani and Yamamoto. I don't know if there's anybody else that would make you go, oh man, do whatever you can. Yeah. I, I I just don't see it in the in the free agent market right now. Do you see it? Is there a guy that besides the two big names, is there a guy that you would say, I would put him in that category of, oh, you gotta go get him? No, because even before this offseason began, I think you and I were talking about like, let's see, who are the number one like bats out there? Matt Chapman over right. at third? Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of where we've been. And of course. Snell is leading the uh, the free agents uh, in terms of starting pitching. And yeah, yeah, I get it. He's a two-time Cy Young winner, and he was really great this last season. But there's a lot of there, there's a lot of risk yeah. involved with that move. I mean, look, Robbie Ray was also a Cy Young winner, and in his second season with the Mariners, he couldn't pitch all yeah. last year. So uh, there's a lot of risk there, Mike, and a lot of uh, 
stuff with Snell that kind of makes you scared about him starting a game and then taxing our bullpen, which is a lot of the Angels' problem already. I've got a couple thoughts here. First is I feel like there was a contingency of Angel fans who kind of wanted Perry to say something about the fact that they didn't get Otani. At the same time, what's there to be said? Yeah. I mean that honestly. Like, what's there to be said that hasn't already been said? I understand it would have been nice to, like, hear from Perry Manassian, but maybe you're right in the sense that every time he puts himself out there, he's going to take those questions about Otani. And, yeah, he's he's responsible for answering that kind of stuff. But at the same time, in my opinion, I, I kind of feel like no news is good news. Mm. As much as I hate to say that, because we both know, and a lot of Angel fans know too, that the Halos keep things close to the vest, Yeah, right? Like they keep their cards close to the vest. They don't give away what they're doing or who they're talking to. I know that, uh, you know, people like John Heyman or even Bob Nightingale can say like, oh, the Angels are really in consideration for this guy or that guy among other teams. Like we haven't seen the Angels tied to Yamamoto in like a month, Mike. Yeah. And Yamamoto's been meeting with people, but... About a month ago, we did hear that there was interest on the Angels' part, and that might still be happening. That might still be true. Sure. We just don't ever hear about this kind of stuff. So while this offseason is rather boring, I I will <laughs> let me let me try to let me try to bring some let me try to get everybody back down to earth okay. a little bit. Problem and to I, be solved, not an emotion to be wrestled with, right? <laughs> Oh, of course. But bring I, it down. I look, bring it down. <laughs> I look at I look at our other locked on hosts on Twitter, and I think about like, no, <clears throat> excuse me, nobody, nobody's making moves. Like, yeah. there's not a lot. Yeah. Of, like the Dodgers are making all the moves. Mike, right. Right. they got Otani, and they're meeting with Yamamoto. They traded for Glass now and Margot yesterday. Like, and and other than the Cardinals, who signed a, kind of some middling pitchers, and I just saw that Tigers signed. Jack Flaherty, yeah. guys, are you really upset that we didn't get Jack Flaherty? I mean, <laughs> I think that's kind of where we're at, Mike. I think that's kind of where we're at is, yes, we've seen people come off the board, but we haven't all seen the best people come off the board. And sure. more importantly, we haven't seen the best people for the Angels come off the board. Would I have loved to have gla had glass now? Of course. Sure. But my number one is Corbin Burns. And if yeah. that's still a, a chance then I'm all for it. And and if the Angels can just add some bullpen pieces and maybe pick up another starter, I don't think that they're in bad shape for 2024. What do you think? Yeah, I think if they go after Burns, I like what the uh, Dodgers rumored to do with Glass now is that they would trade for him and it was dependent upon if he would sign an extension. Yes, I think and that so, it has to happen with the Angels. They absolutely. have to have an extension with, with Burns. Yeah, because you just don't want to go through this process again next season because that's going to be what's going to happen. And you've year. given up a... a a Sandy or, a yeah. or whoever it takes, right? And I know that they weren't like the best prospects, but after what happened at the trade deadline, the Angels can't afford to just throw people away for yeah. a one-year deal, right? right. And so uh, I'm, I like the starting rotation that the Angels have because the young guys are attractive and they're, they're, you know, I think there's a lot to build off of there, but I do think they need a top of the line rotation type of guy. And I, I appreciate your no news is good news. I think bottom line is we're all thinking like, 
we got to do something. And, and, and oh, that really, absolutely. that really goes down to, that really boils down to like the expectation for next year. And we've been in this position of like, man, we're really excited. We think they're going to be really good. And then let down. I wonder if our emotions will be reversed moving into 2024 where we're like, well, let's see what they can do. And then we're pleasantly surprised that they find themselves in some sort of race at the end of the year, which if they find themselves there, there's a lot that's going to have to go right. But truthfully, I would be excited about that. I know all Angel fans would be excited about that. And we didn't have to go and break the bank to get some of these guys. You know what the ultimate offseason move would be? I have it right here for you. All right, tell me. Already needs to sell the team. <laughs> hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, every day is Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of all of the leagues, local experts are there as well. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, find today's show and comment below the video and hit that thumbs up button while you're at it really helps out mike and i when you uh get in our comments and hit that thumbs up button mike it's the weekend thank god uh <laughs> because this week has been ridiculous enough yeah uh, what do we have on deck for monday show when we come back well we're going to talk about what went wrong with trout notani in the six years that they were together we're also going to talk about what went wrong with the hitting and the pitching last season and then we're going to talk about how things can be made right not necessarily with otani because he gone but what can be made right with trout the pitching and the hitting we'll talk about that on monday on locked on angels sounds like a good conversation we hope you'll come back and join us for that until then my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john thanks for being here with us have a great weekend and we will see you on monday (laughs) 